Attention. This podcast will make you happy, make you sad, believe and make you mad, but they're sure to make you feel included. The things they talk about are completely random. It's story time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. People, we've made it to episode seven of Story Time with Matthew Haslam Hammond. The podcast where you, the member of the general public, will come on and tell your stories. Why? Because everybody has a story. Just always remember this podcast is sponsored by the Pass to Assist pod. It's followed Jack, Doug, uh, Callum and Carl as they talk basketball. Why? Because they like basketball. Follow them for all your basketball needs. Uh, today, uh, we're breaking history. We're going to have our first lady of Storytime with Matthew Hasm Hammond on. So without further ado, as I'm a wrestling fan, please welcome to the show, Emily Grimes. So Emily Grimes, you're the first lady who's ever been on Storytime with Matthew Haslam Hammond. Woo-hoo. You're, bre- <laughs> you're breaking history here, you know. You know when I get to 100 episodes, I'll be like, you know, you remember that time we had Emily? You know, even though you, you might come back on afterwards, you know, I don't know. It depends. It's up to you. But, well, I am the first lady of story time. I, I feel quite privileged. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel I feel like you know you've hit like, a land you know a landmark record you know uh, like there. So <laughs> congratulations. How are you, you anyway on this fine day? I'm good. I'm good. I've uh, I've been working from home like most of the rest of us mm-hmm. in the in the world at the moment. But um, yeah, missing missing going out, meeting people, having a drink. I mean, I'm still drinking, let's, let's be honest, but yeah. <laughs> I think we all are This is a bit of normality. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I completely understand that. Because you, you you're touching on work right there. You, you, you do music therapy for a living. Like, obviously, have you been a musician like all your life? Or um, is it something you just got into when, you know, you like left school? Or, you know, was it all the way through your life? I think, I mean, yeah, I've always been a musician. I think, I mean, looking at it from a music therapy point of view, we kind of believe that innately we're all musicians. So, you know, even from being, I feel like I'm probably talking about work now, but <laughs> from being, you know, in, in, in the your mother's womb where you hear the heartbeat, like that's our first experience of music. But like as a, as a musician, I guess, like I was about five when I started learning the piano. Yeah. Um, so my mum and dad kind of got me some piano lessons and um, and yeah, just kind of took to it really. My sister learned the piano as well and we kind of made our way through some instruments as we were growing up. Um, I was the one like at primary school that played happy birthday and assembly for people and things like that. So uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah, and, and kind of made my way through the grades and... And it wasn't until, I guess, senior school where I really thought, do you know what, I actually really love music. I really turned my back on that kind of classical, the classical pieces that I had to learn for, for grades and learning. I much preferred to listen by ear. Mm. Um, so I'd hear something off the radio or I'd like a song and then I'd sit at the piano and just kind of work it out. Um and kind of yeah, just I became a bit of a, a, a basher out of <laughs> of chords, and 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 then my love of singing kind of came about. Mm. So I'd, I'd kind of accompany myself singing, um, and yeah, it was it's it's always been an absolute love, you know. Kind of for me, music is probably 80 90 percent of my life (laughs) and so yeah just to kind of move into this naturally um into this kind of line of work as being a a music therapist was just 
I mean, it's amazing. I get to make music with people every day mm. as well as work on my own musicianship. So it's a, it's a real privilege to, to be doing what I'm doing, really. Yeah, like you sound so passionate about it. Like you know, uh, I don't, I don't think there's any going to be anyone talking you out of like you know music therapy anytime soon, or just music <laughs> in general. So, uh, like you, you like some of the like the things you've done like through it. Like you've got to even meet like you know Frank Turner, Emily Sanday. Uh, I believe you were in a choir with Take That or something like that over Zoom or something. But yeah. there's been some amazing opportunities. Yeah, I mm. guess being the because I you know music therapy the people that I work with often have um, disabilities or learning difficulties or mental health problems um, you know music is for anyone really it speaks to speaks to all of us at, at different levels you know whether it's you put in your music on for the gym or go running or whether you want to relax or you want to have a cry or whatever it is or you party we use music in so many different ways so I guess you know I I use music for people that have trouble expressing themselves and using music in that way mm. so the the charity that I work for I work for myself, but I also work for a big national charity, and they are all about showcasing what music can do for people. So, you know, using using celebrities in that way and introducing celebrities to to the work that we do is a great way for us to kind of share that message. So, yeah, I've, I mean, Emily Sanday is my absolute favourite. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think she knew that when she met me. I don't know what she. <laughs> If she knew she, what she was letting herself into, but <laughs> but yeah, got got to meet her. She came and observed one of our sessions, um, and that was really amazing. Frank Turner came to our centre, so again, he kind of took part in one of our sessions with the guys um, in one of the groups that I did. Um, Sam Smith came to one of our oh, wow. community choir rehearsals once. Um, and he loved it. He was, <laughs> and the, the, our community choir is so amazing. We've got such a range of people. We had like a, a lady in her 70s um, who just kind of lived locally that wanted to connect because she was feeling a bit lonely. Um, and then a young man who has got, um, he's basically completely blind, um, the other side of him. So just that kind of range of people that are all able to enjoy music. I think he really enjoyed that. Um, and yeah, you know, at the heart of what, we do is is our love and passion for music so for me it's uh they're, they're those little extra bits that we get to do mm. you said about take that as well sorry mom i'm just talking no, it's I'm fine just no, literally. It's, it's what you're here to do so you know <laughs> <laughs> the uh the take that thing was really weird because obviously we all went into lockdown couldn't do our choir anymore so we took that online um, and did a few kind of recordings where everybody recorded their own thing at mm. home and sent it in to me and I mixed it and edited it and synced it all up so it sounded like you you were all singing together mm. and um, and yeah Meerkat Music was uh, became a partner of the charity that I work for Nordic Robbins and um, and basically had this yeah this online gig that take that kind of got back together to do and invited our choir to to be part of it and to sing the um the never forget song so we were kind of busy burrowing away and got to be on sky news and talk about it and so yeah i've had some amazing opportunities i'm not gonna lie through the work that i do <laughs> that was incredible like we're with the take that when you said like you know you mixed all the uh, like the sounds together like was there any point in it where you had to go back and be like look leslie right you're going too fast on this part you gotta go slower right 
Yeah, that was Leslie, you know. Anything like that? Or was, or was it, you know, was everyone just perfect? You're like, yeah, yeah, I'll do. You just put it all together. You know what? Our choir is absolutely amazing. Um, it, there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. You know when you see all these things on TV where you've got, like, it looks like you're on a Zoom call yeah. and everybody's singing all at the same time and it's like, that is complete rubbish. <laughs> the amount of work that has to go in behind it all. Like, So you, re- I record the, the things that I want people to sing along with, mm-hmm. then they sing themselves they sing along with me in headphones and record themselves doing it so the bit that i get from them is them singing along with me through headphones but all i hear is them so yeah there's no chance of being a bit fast or a bit slow if you're singing with me through the headphones so um so yeah so they send me their kind of raw tracks their acapella tracks and then and then yeah i sync everybody up that do you know what we've done that a few times now and that moment of being able to actually hear each other is just incredible because when you're you're on the screen and everybody else is muted because as we know online you, you can't really make music online because mm. of the la- delay and lag and everything so uh, that first moment when you you, you you press play when you've synced all the voices up and you just suddenly hear this beautiful harmony you're like yeah <laughs> all worth the effort that's perfect then like um, <laughs> like uh, like your partner Mike, he's a massive Frank Turner fan. What what was his reaction like when he when he found out? Like you know you were like were doing, yeah, you met Frank Turner once or whatever it was. Was a bit like you know there was probably a lot of envy right there. I think he was a little bit jealous, but <laughs> I think he I think I mean he was well pleased because I mean he's brought me my love for Frank Turner out I I, I knew about him a little bit so I went to university in Winchester mm-hmm. and he's obviously from Winchester yeah, and um, he's a, very a lot of the kind of yeah a lot of kind of local people like raved about him and I just I kind of knew who he was but wasn't really into it mm-hmm. but then yeah when I met Mike I think one of the first conversations we had was about music and what we liked and he just said how many how much he loved Frank Turner and um and kind of got me listening to a few songs and and yeah so my love just developed like from his passion really he's been mm. all over the all over the world to see uh, to see Frank Turner but um yeah yeah I, we went to a we've we've been to loads of concerts together but again through part of my work I got to go to a a concert where I sat you know when you have a barrier when you uh, you have the barrier that you have the audience yeah, at the yeah. barrier and then the stage, I got to sit in that little bit between the barrier and the stage. Oh, you know, nice. like like sweat distance of the. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. A, I think he was a bit jealous of that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you literally a part of the show, like you know, basically catching his sweat, like yeah. It's like <laughs> how do you bought you back a souvenir? It's a little bit of Frank Turner sweat, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Don't he'd probably like that. I'll kill me for that. <laughs> yeah, probably slightly turned him on, you know. Because, <laughs> um, like, uh, you and Emily Sande, she gave you basically, like, a form, like, basically one-to-one. Like, you know, she I think she even stayed in contact with you as well, which is, like, really, really cool. I, I can't say we're friends, Matt. You know, I'd love to say we're friends. <laughs> and Emily Sande, if you are listening, then, obviously, I'm, I'm not... A weird psycho person i promise you i will keep it professional <laughs> but no no we um i, I went to because i am a fan i did um i don't know if you've ever, ever heard of it it's a thing called sofa sounds and it's um it's basically run by these these guys that 
were going to concerts and just got really sick of being in the audience and people are sitting there on their phones filming it mm. they've got their lights on they're just and chatting and just ruining that kind of gig experience yeah. so they decided to basically go in their living room and invite some friends that were musicians to have like a gig where you just sit and listen and not you haven't got all those people ruining it and it's kind of like grown from there so it's just you know them in their living room sofa sounds and um and it they kind of then moved to you know shops that were shut so they'd open it up in the evening and have a, a, a few musicians play there um and it's just grown and grown and grown it's kind of started in london but it's gone all throughout the world and um i did something as part of the i i submitted some some information because I was a fan of Emily Sander I submitted my my thoughts on something and as a thank you they said oh you can come to one of the Sofa Sounds gigs um, it's all secret they only give you the address like the day before um, so yeah here, here's the, the information so I was like okay I'm going to this address I think it's quite a fancy part of, of London that I'm going to <laughs> I rocked up and it was uh, Richard Branson's son's house and <laughs> And we were literally in his like basement with the big grand piano and a pool table and I was sat on the floor for Emily Sandy doing a really private intimate gig. But it was like it was amazing. And then yeah, my claim to fame is that the there was like a little interval bit and she was chatting to somebody and um while she was ch- you know when you like catch someone's eye you're chatting mm. away and you're ch- you catch someone's eye well she caught my eye and went oh it's you emily <laughs> and i was like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah she re- i can't say we're friends but she did recognize me <laughs> <laughs> that's really cool right. i had i had that moment once with uh Wheatus, um it was the first ever album my parents ever bought me and uh i went to uh see him in chinneries once and I was, I was the only person who had any other words apart from Teenage Dirtbag well they played a One Direction cover they they rocked it but um, <laughs> they um, like after the show because like, uh, you know I was just singing on to every song and like and there was this part in this song where it's a wannabe gangster uh, I put my hands up in the air and I went wannabe gangster look down and everyone's just looking at me like oh fuck what have I done now and the lead, lead singers they're like you I want to take you on tour I'm like yeah, I'm down. Just went like you know, I met him after the show, and uh, he gave me a sweatband. We had a little chat, and uh, <laughs> and then like um, uh, f- probably about a year later, or probably a couple of months later, I don't really remember. Uh, we went and saw them like um, in Hyde Park. It was them uh, on a little stage, and you had McBusted, who were going to be on the big stage uh, later on that day. And uh, I went to the front of the uh, the crowd, and I went up to the guy from Wheatus, Brendan B. Brown. We're like, how you doing, mate? And then I showed the little wristband. He's like, oh, my God, it's you. I was like, yeah. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's such a game to fame. Like, all the people that he must meet and everything, especially being at a, a, a festival like that, like, t- to be picked out, Matt, that's pretty mm. impressive. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, the thing, problem with me is, like, you know, I wasn't that hard to, you know, spot. I had long ginger hair. <laughs> I was probably about two stone bigger than what I was now. Uh yeah, um, it was a, it was such a surreal day. Yeah. Uh, I, I look back at it and I, you know, I'm just so grateful for my parents buying me a Wheatus album. Amazing, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> I love Wheatus. Yeah, you're right though. Everybody only really remembers that one song, isn't it? They're mm. not a one-hit wonder, but that's what everybody remembers. <laughs> I, I like to think they uh, would remember the cover of uh, A Little Respect as well. 
Uh, oh, of course, yes. That, that was a good little cover. So, uh, and uh, <laughs> they smashed it. <laughs> Absolutely. It's just funny when you like you sit there like at home, you know, as a kid, and like you know, you listen to this song, like, yeah, and your dad singing it as well. It's like, how the bloody hell do you know this song? They're like, <laughs> well, back in the day, there was a band called Erasure uh, who had this song out as a hit. It's like, oh, the song's not cool anymore. Hmm. You know, I won't show you, but yeah. <laughs> it was like you know things like that, like um, like and then like obviously I grew up listening to punk pop music uh, thanks to my brother, like introducing me to Blink One Eight Two thanks to his friends. So uh... yes. <laughs> it's it's quite funny though because like me and you, we've actually known each other like technically probably all of our lives, but we just didn't realise it until like after high school. <laughs> It's very strange, isn't it? I find well, I find the way that we know each other, Matt, very strange. Mm. It's like it's like fate has brought us together for this very moment right now. I couldn't help but agree. <laughs> <laughs> like, my parents and your parents were both nurses at uh, was it Warley Hospital? Uh, no, that's it, it's, it's yeah. So so yeah, my my mum and dad, your mum and dad, all they all kind of trained together, is my mm. understanding. Um, and then, yeah, like primary school, my sister and your brother were in the same class, weren't they? For yeah, quite a in Headley. Uh, they, and then, like, basically, I remember my brother coming home once and going to my parents. Oh, you wouldn't believe it. I've got this uh, this girl in my year, in my, um, all my classes. I sit next to her. She's called uh, Sarah Grimes. Uh, she's the daughter of like you know, I think it's Pam and Mick, isn't it? Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. My, my, my dad's like, like eyes, like you know, he's like you know, pretend like you know, he's like look, like on his laptop or reading the paper because I'm Pam and Mick Grimes, I remember them. Like crazy to think, like you know, what's you know, I would say it's a small world, but technically we both you know live in Brentwood or like Harrowwood it was, I think for you, but it's just well, yeah, no, Brentwood, it was Brentwood, but um, like and even then though, like I see Mike and I got together, and it wasn't until like we started going out, and then he was like, oh yeah, this is my friend Matt, and I was like, oh no, Matt, oh no, Matt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's like, yeah, and I, I, do you know what? The number of people that Mike and I know separately and now together mm-hmm. is incredible. Like, it is, a, I know people, it's cliche, isn't it? But it is a small world. Yeah. <laughs> right. But like I said, I guess we're all in Brentwood, it's only a maritime. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> You know, you gigging as well. Like you're, you're really, you're, uh, you're probably one of the most talented singers I've ever seen in my life. Um, oh mate, <laughs> <laughs> I remember, as are you, as are you, sir? I've seen you many times. <laughs> I, I, I'm a good entertainer. I give you that, but I, I've never considered <laughs> myself a good singer. Um, but the like, I, I, I went back. I'll go back to the uh, episode when we had Callum on, and I, I mentioned you in it, where I said like, when, when someone comes up to me and goes, "I'm your biggest fan," I'm like, "Oh god." <laughs> <laughs> it really like I always just feel really overwhelmed. I just don't know what to say. Like, oh, thank you. Because all I'm doing is I'm I'm just basically redoing songs that you know people know, you know, and then like people are really thankful for it because it's not like you go down the pub every day and like you know you hear under the sea and like you know uh, <laughs> I just can't wait it's to be kings and like Disney songs like that. 
so like I remember this one time we were down the retainery and this kid like and his dad come up to me he said oh yeah um, my dad goes oh apparently this guy's your biggest fan and I was there, like oh god uh, and bless it, it was a kid with Down Syndrome and he was a really nice fella and I remember uh, he got up and started break dancing during um, You've Got a Friend in Me from Toy Story <laughs> and at the end he wanted to let it go and uh, I was I was thinking well Every time I've done that song, I, I always just forget the words, and I don't know how. But so in the end, I was like, "Got an idea." See Emily in the crowd. But <laughs> <laughs> like, Emily, how would you like to sing a song? And you were like, I- "I'd love to sing. I love singing." There we go. It's like, "Bosh, happy days." <laughs> and then, so you've got up. I'm playing the guitar, and then like you, you like because you're so good with like you know kids as well and things like that. Thanks to you know uh, your charity work, you've got like. Do you want to sing together, buddy? And he's like, yeah. And then, like, you two are, like, you know, hitting the high notes of a Let It Go, and it's probably got the biggest reaction of the night. Oh, do you know what? That was so much... That, that, that's one of those... You know those things that just stick with you? Mm. That that story is something that will stick with me, because he was... He absolutely loved it, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I, I'm not going to lie, Matt. I had had a, a few beverages that <laughs> evening... And uh, I think I was reading the the lyrics off my phone. You were, and, <laughs> <laughs> and thinking, oh my god, this is really high for me. <laughs> but let's just do it anyway. So I think I let him do all the high notes. I'm glad is... because I wasn't the only one who didn't know all the words. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible with words. I don't know how you remember all of the the things when you're gigging. I I literally, whenever I do gigs, I have to have an iPad and. Um, and I wouldn't say I read the lyrics, but I definitely have to have them there to prompt. So I don't know how you do it. <laughs> There's been a few times in the past where I like um, just say that song, for instance, it like you know, go like, and <laughs> you know, it comes out instead of whatever the words are meant to be. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you know what though, I do think, like you said a minute ago, like you said you're an entertainer you are an entertainer like people enjoy watching you and i think it doesn't matter if you do the words if you do the words absolutely perfectly but deliver it in a way that just doesn't connect with people then it's not gonna fly is it but if you've got the charisma which you do and 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 i've got that that connection with people then i don't think it matter what you sing really yeah <laughs> it's this it's about it's about having that that connection you always have fun when you're doing it as well mm. that's that's the other thing isn't it I think yeah. when you when you're having fun you bring people along like i i sing in a band it's a, a function band and um you know so we kind of we're there for those weddings and the parties and and all, all of those fun things and everybody's mm. having a fun time so that kind of makes us want to have a fun time as well and uh, and yeah just kind of you're all feeding into that that energy aren't you I, I always get like that's another thing I always get really overwhelmed with is when someone asks me to play their, their wedding yeah, uh, I'm yeah. like surely you can get someone better <laughs> <laughs> like um, I've, I've only ever done one and uh, it was really fun because uh, like basically they just gave me a load of free booze and I got to take as many donuts home as I wanted so it was great um, like uh, and the, the the people were really cool. They just kept buying me drinks. They taught me. One guy taught me how to drink um, that orange shot, which like rots your teeth. 
like properly and I've got Callum to do the same way they're like oh wow (laughs) that is the thing I love about Callum I don't know if if people that are listening right now they know him A he'll know he's a stand up guy B uh, he will always join you in all the things that you need to do (laughs) the number of times I mean I mean you know about our our bets and forfeits that we do for NFL Matt but you know the number of times that I've had to do something quite nasty and uh, and the lovely Callum has stepped up and been the gentleman that that he is (laughs) and uh, and has agreed to do it with me rainbow shots is something that comes to mind and uh, he had no reason to do it and he just joined me he's a gent he's a gent (laughs) It's like that, he just wanted a cheaper way to get drunk or something, I don't really know on that one, but <laughs> I can't answer for him. Um, I can call him right now and find out. <laughs> let's do it, let's do it, why not? I'm right. pretty sure he was uh, playing Fortnite in the other room with Mike. I heard his dulcet tones earlier on. Here we go. <laughs> This is when he doesn't answer. Probably not. <laughs> I want to know what that orange shot is as well. Watch your teeth. Contro. Uh, oh, oh, kind of contro. Mm. Welcome to the EE voice. Oh, bastard. <laughs> That's a <talent>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, So obviously you play gigs anyway for like you know weddings and you know fancy events and things like that. What, like, do you have any any memorable stories? From like... Um, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got I got a few. <laughs> so when you said about weddings, mm. there was one one that I had to play and sing. So normally I'm just the singer, yeah. and then we have the band. And um, but for this one, we didn't have a keys player, so I was like, "All right, I'll play. You know, I'll I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll I'll stand up." And uh, it was what is that? Um, it's an Ellie Goulding song, but it's a cover of Elton John. Oh, your song. Your oh, your song, of course. And uh, I was <laughs> I had to play it on the piano and sing it, and it's their first dance, so I had to be really careful of like how fast you play it, how or how slow mm. you play it. And then I knew the band was going to come in after a certain time, and and basically I just messed it up completely. So I was like singing. Because again, like you know, when you're when you're accompanying yourself, timing doesn't really matter that much. <laughs> yeah. But when it has to be dead on, and you got people dance like slow dancing to it, oh, it was a car crash. It was an absolute car crash. And uh, and yeah, I think uh, luckily afterwards, everyone just got drunk and had a good time. So hopefully <laughs> they won't remember that. You but, went at the um, bar and then like, oh, well, that bloody uh, singer and uh, piano player, what happened there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> nothing happened there, no. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we got paid. It was all right. Yeah. <laughs> the other, the other one we did was a a New Year's, and this is kind of this will haunt me. This bloody song will haunt me for the rest of my life. It was a uh, yeah New Year's, and I was doing um, "Shake It Off" by Taylor Swift. Yep. I don't know if you know the song very well, Matt, but it starts off with a drum beat. So you've got that kind of. <laughs> And it hasn't got any harmony or any kind of point for me to come in to know where <laughs> I'm going to pitch this when I sing. So I was like, right, okay, listening to this this drum beat as the, the drummer's providing it at the beginning. 
we're very near uh, New Year's at this point and um, it was a bit of a weird setup as well because I think everyone would had just had like a big like five course meal so they weren't really dancing they were just kind of sitting and watching so that was a bit weird in itself and uh, so yeah this drum beat's coming in I'm sitting there thinking I've no idea where I'm about to sing this so uh, anyway I come in on cue I sing in one key the bass player plays in another key the uh, guitarist plays in a, a different key again and um, we're all just looking at each other going ah in our faces <laughs> so the bass player then comes up to meet me the guitarist goes to meet where the bassist was oh it was just again car crash Chasing <laughs> luckily it doesn't happen very often <laughs> but yeah it's it's one of those ones where you just think, oh, I'm never doing that song again. Right. Screw you, Tay-Tay. <laughs> I'll always love the part in it where she does the uh, the cool little rap part. Me me and uh, Spiller. Hey, uh, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah. me, me and Spiller, we, we, we covered it once. I'm like, let me do the rap part. And he's like, yeah, do what you want. So he comes up to her. Like, my ex-man bought his new girlfriend. She's like, oh my God, look at that shape. What the fellow over there? What the hell are good at? Come on over, baby. We can just shake, shake, shake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that part's hard. <laughs> See, that would have been great. If you could have done that for us, then mm. that would have been brilliant. <laughs> I'll tell you, there's another song that does the rap as well. It was... um. It's uh, Bruno Mars. It feels so good to be us. Hey, we got it going on, got it going on. What's that song? Uh, I'm struggling to think this one. Slow <laughs> it down for me, baby. I can't remember. Anyway, it's, it's got a, a proper rap bit at the beginning. Hmm. I was like, mm, it's, it's not my bag, that. <laughs> Maybe I should have just done it like you just did there. That would have been great. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Uptown Funk, was it? No, no, no. I do love that one. That's a that's 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 one of those songs that everybody again everybody like knows and loves and they, they get on the dance floor for that one. So that's always a good one. We do song. a um, <laughs> we we do a dance off to "Sexy and I Know It." <laughs> <laughs> Split the dance floor, get this side against this side. It's very very good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I I did a our band did my friend Nick's 30th birthday mm-hmm. he had a big party and um, we did that and we did the dance off on that and I think <laughs> I think the human centipede was uh, was danced out on the dance floor and uh, yeah best dance off ever <laughs> <laughs> you say human centipede was it the worm was it like three people connecting up by the butt uh, they, they, they were very they were trying very hard to do the human centipede obviously fully clothed but <laughs> I can't really imagine how a dance off ends up with the was it like who's gonna do the more most fucked up dance move out of everyone? Literally, I yeah. think it turned into that, yeah. It's a thirtieth birthday, why not, right? Exactly, exactly. It had to not, be done. It's not like a primary school disco or anything like that, isn't it? It's it's all good in the food. <laughs> Yeah, oh, primary school discos, man. They were amazing. <laughs> I used to love them. Because we went to the same school, didn't we? Like Pilgrim's Hatch. I didn't. I went to uh, Holly oh. Trees, yeah. Uh, uh, rival. Yeah. Rival. <laughs> well, we're on the other side of town. I've, I've always been on the main streets of Wally, and obviously you've been in the Hatch. <laughs> the Hatch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good old Pilgrim's Hatch. <laughs> right. All right, then... <laughs> 
<laughs> just your friendship group now, like you, you just like you touched on it earlier. You're all crazy. You make you make me look bad. I got a tattoo on my ass. Callum's got bloody Scott tattooed on his foot. You know, like <laughs> that was a very good bet. Yeah, Ben 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 ended up getting pierced. I, I should probably explain what this is all about. Go for it, yeah. <laughs> Please, so enlighten the world. <laughs> the Jerome Boja Cup, isn't it? The Jerome Boja Memorial League. Yeah, we're uh, we're big NFL fans. So uh, just for the record, this Jerome Boja guy, he's not actually dead, is he? Either. He's not dead. No, yeah. I don't know why we called it the Memorial League. <laughs> I think it <laughs> it just became a thing. I've uh, I've no idea, but yeah, we started watching we started watching NFL, and uh, like again, like I kind of was a, a little bit into it before, but but Mike and his brother and Callum were like properly into it, so I started watching it as well, and I I got this uh, this love for this referee, and he just he sounded like he was someone from the Jackson Five, and. Uh, he just kept getting everything wrong. Like you watch him, and he'd say it was like uh, uh, holding <laughs> offense, defense, <laughs> and he just would get it wrong all the time. All these hand gestures and everything. So I just I, f- I found him hilarious. And uh, and then yeah, as our league has kind of grown to the ten person league it is now. We uh, we kind of honour him going all the way through. So we play each other in a, in the fantasy league, and each week uh, we we play a different person in the league, and we we put some friendly bets on. It's never money. It's never anything, you know, like serious like that. But it is serious, Matt, because these bets get out of hand. It's ridiculous. Piercings, tattoos, shot bets. Um, we've started to get a bit nice though recently. We're doing a lot of baking, a lot of, <laughs> lot of. Uh... <laughs> right, I've currently, I've, I've, I've won a few this season, so I think a few people owe me a few things. So like they've got to do some like dirty toasties hmm. with like three ingredients. So I'm currently making one for Joe up at the moment with uh, it's gonna it's gonna have some form of chili in it. Um, maybe some fish in it, uh, and I think I, I mean no toasty is is right without cheese. So you know, chili, chili cheese and fish, maybe a, a kind of sweet like chocolate element to it as well. It's going to be vile anyway altogether. But, um, I like, I like but, the fact that you know uh, I'm sitting here going like, well I'd happily get a tattoo done, but I wouldn't eat a dirty toasty. <laughs> <laughs> It's yeah. just those things like I thought, you know, I'm just there like, yeah, this sounds like that part sounds a bit too extreme for me, but the tattoo is fine, you know. <laughs> I can't, yeah. I mean, luckily, I mean, I've I've bet these tattoo bets, I've bet these piercing bets, but sadly, I've just been too good, Matt. I've I've won one, so I don't have to do it. So it's it's my opponents that have have had to get tattooed or pierced or. You know, leg leg wax or I did lose one a couple of years ago to Callum actually, and um, I wasn't allowed to cut my hair for a year. <laughs> that was uh... <laughs> my hairdressers hated me. I think they were yeah they probably obviously wanted extra money out of me, but <laughs> <laughs> man, like <laughs> I remember when I had long hair and like you know the day I got it all cut off and I was sitting in that barber chair for a good hour. Just you yeah. know, while well, he's just constantly going at the back, you know, like <laughs> just taking it all out. It's, it's... Oh, the cheese fest—that's been quite a good one. Hmm. We do a, 
Okay, again, I keep mentioning Callum. He's going to think I love him or something. But <laughs> we uh, we have our annual cheese bet. So we have some some bets that go like their you know, annual favourites. And um, for us, it's the loser has to put on a, a cheese festival. And uh, the first one, it was raining. We did it at Wheel Park. Uh, yeah, raining. I, I bought a massive ball of Edam. Uh, I reckon, what's that? Must be like must be like 15 centimetres diameter, mm. maybe a bit more. But yeah, we rolled it. We did a, a cheese roll. So everyone had to run down the hill chasing this bit of cheese. And uh, and yeah, had some samples of some cheese that you could have. I was planning to make it big, but yeah, it rained. We ruined that. And then, uh, and then yeah, last year I did like, or, or the one that's just just gone. Uh, I, had, I, I, I did a tent this, this time. <laughs> So uh, we had a, a tent and a, we got proper hill. So we managed to do um, obviously socially distance. We had to be had uh, mini baby bells rather than the one big one. So uh, and then had uh, some cheese testing, some uh, some cheese cheese related quizzes. <laughs> it's good fun. It's good fun. It sounds cheesy. Yeah, very cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> Right, if I've ever got like, you know, uh, if I ever beat you in one of them bets, I think the, the bet I'd probably do is probably, you know, convince you uh, to get your band to become a punk pop band and do like a, uh, a set on Facebook of you doing like, you know, Bowling for Soup, Newfound Glory, Blink-182. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Alistair, there's a, you know, a thing on the show. <laughs> Go advertise that band a bit more. Um, you know, just love to hear, you know, you know, just, you know, them kind of things. What well, what did Ben get pierced? I've never seen him with a piercing. Well, it's funny you say that, actually, Matt. I mean, it took him took him a mission to get it done, but he did get it done. Oh, you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna whip him too hard on it. But he got his ear pierced for a grand total of seven days. <laughs> pointless, pointless. Well, what was the point? He's a, he's... Didn't didn't get to heal. Didn't get to do. <laughs> But yeah, no, he did get his ear pierced. If you if you look, you can see the faint, reminiscent mark of uh, of the gun. Where where did he get it done? Claire's accessories or something? Claire's accessories. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> they are free. <laughs> and then you got to buy the jewelry. <laughs> it was hilarious because obviously you had to have both. Because you have to buy both a pair, don't you? So you had to pay to have both done. But he was like, "No, I'm not getting both done. I'll have one." <laughs> Man, you guys are so committed about that. <laughs> it's got to be done. It's got to be done. There, there is one member of the league that um, will remain nameless, but you know, there's no point in betting him because he doesn't do anything. <laughs> he makes all these grand gestures, puts all these bets on, and uh, you know, a, a trip to Snowden. That was that was one of the bets. That's never happened. <laughs> um, you know, a, a fruit basket delivered to my house once a month. That never happened. <laughs> I could go on, Matt, but, you know... We've I'm got plenty of time, you know. You haven't got a time limit on it here, so... Uh. <laughs> yeah, hopefully hopefully this year he'll uh, he'll step up and, and actually fulfil his bets. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> you don't fancy a bit of NFL fantasy then, Matt? Is I, it, it's I've seen, like, one Super Bowl in my lifetime. I didn't understand what was going on at all. Um... And they they just kept blowing a whistle, and I was there like, "Why does he keep blowing the whistle? He's running down, you know. <laughs> He's running with the ball. What was, you know, um, it really confused me, and uh, so I just kind of like stay out of that side. Like with, with them guys, they can literally you can put on any sport, and they will just sit there and literally watch it. They're like, 
Absolutely. I draw the line at baseball. I can't do it. Right. I mean, you're a massive wrestling fan, aren't you? Mm-hmm. I, I, I watch wrestling. Like we watched. Uh, what was it? It was WrestleMania this year, wasn't it? That that got scuppered by yeah uh, by COVID. Like I watched that on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I pretty much watch most sports. Like. I'm not not a massively sporty person. Like basically, if you can have a beer at the same time, that always helps, doesn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, I, <laughs> I draw the line at baseball. I saw a, a baseball match when I was in out in America, um, mm. out in New York, and uh, and again, yeah, I, I drank I drank my I can't remember what it was like Coors Light or something, and uh, and enjoyed it that way. <laughs> but I, I can't get into it. We've started. We've started properly getting into ice hockey. Hmm. That's pretty cool. I quite like that. They can. They can actually have full-on fights on the ice. I never realised this until we started going at Romford. But uh, that's pretty cool. I love an organised ruckus. I don't, I don't like fighting. Don't convoke, condone fighting. But you know, boxing, fights on the ice hockey, uh, uh, MMA. I, I, I like a bit of an organised ruckus. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> We, we we saw the NBA in America and like um I, I love I've I've seen two games out in the, in the states. I remember like as kids, you probably even went to a few games yourself with the London Leopards out in the Brentwood Centre. <laughs> no, I don't think I ever no? did. I had oh, wow. friends that did, but yeah, no, I never really did. But you guys are properly into basketball, aren't you? I'm Calibers. <laughs> yeah, again, like uh, I I I watch basketball. Um, I just like you know, I probably wouldn't watch it ever by myself or anything like that. You know. Um, um, if I was with someone and they're watching it, yeah, I'd, I'd sit there and I probably would really enjoy it. But you know, it's just you know, it's the fact that I can't. I can sit there and watch wrestling by myself. It's weird. Then again, it's kind of that's that's an entertainment though, really, isn't it? It's not like you know, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a story. It's a story. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like watching EastEnders, <laughs> but you know, just more, more, more extreme version. Yeah, it, it basically is. Netflix it's just like yeah, all stunts, you know. <laughs> It's basically watching Jackass. <laughs> I I find it impressive, like like the the fact that people can still get up after mm. doing all of that. You know those big jumps and like belly flopping and doing you know the things that they have to do as part of the story. Mm. Like I just find it incredible, like the athleticism that people have. Have you? Um, there's a film that I watched. It's like based on a real story. I can't remember her name, but she's English, and she's a she went to WWE. And she um, it's like a yes <laughs> fighting yes. Fighting with my family. It's that's an amazing. I love that film. Yeah, it's really good. Actually. Um, I'm watching like everything that people go through, and I've, I watched the Louis Theroux documentary as well. Have yeah. you seen that? Yeah, I've seen that um, one. Yeah, yeah. Becomes a becomes a wrestler. He has to go through like wrestling school, doesn't he? It's brilliant. <laughs> Man, like, and then the Louis Theroux documentaries—they're they're just really funny. Like, it's just it's just how like he is, where he's just saying like. So I stood there with my time, and I just put, I stood there watching it patiently as everything unravelled, and the neo Nazis were uh, going to a rally. Yes, and he just, he just, you know, like it's just that, like, and then he's just there going, like, "Are you okay? You are, yeah? are you okay? So why That's do you do this?" People, people really open up to him, don't they? Because mm. he has that kind of. He doesn't. He doesn't have another agenda, and I think people, 
people then just really are really open and honest with him mm. because they don't feel like he's trying to work for anything. They're just, he's just allowing them to be them. Like, I, I rewatched the um, the one where, that he went to, you know, Joe Exotic, you know, after oh, yeah. Tiger King and yeah. everything. I was like, oh, I, remember, I do remember watching that ages ago <laughs> and him interviewing him. And I, I remember watch, like, I watched it back through. And uh, and just the way that he was with it. again, it's just allowing people to be to be them and mm. and like fly on the wall stuff. But yeah, he's just he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, like it was mind blowing though when you, you touched on Joe Exotic. Like that man, basically everyone forgot about COVID because they were too busy, you know, <laughs> watching this crazy about Carol man, Baskin, yeah, yeah <laughs> hating on this bitch called Carol Baskins. You know, like. <laughs> Carol Baskins. <laughs> Carol Baskins, you bitch! And I, you know, it was it, it was like mental, like to think like everyone's going, like, "You watch Tiger King?" It's mental. We're like what? And everyone just like logged onto Netflix, and like it was one of them things, like p- kind of passed on, like you know, one person said they watched it. it was yeah, better. yeah. Like I, my mate Sam Hookins, he uh, on uh, episode two, he uh, he 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 told me about it, and uh, I sat there and watched it, go like. Is this real? <laughs> what? <laughs> I honestly am mind blown by everything that is going on right now. You know, like, <laughs> like I said, it's when, he got, it's when he got the mannequins and started shooting them, pretending that it was. It was like, mm. what is this guy doing? Like, I, oh, absolutely no idea. <laughs> I love my favorite part is when basically uh, he lost the um, the trial against Carol Baskin, and he goes, "Carol Baskin, you aren't my bed." just like shooting his bed and things like that like <laughs> things like that we're just like, like this guy is mental he's a very strange man they, they're talking about doing another series aren't they hmm. probably what's it going to be like him in jail like jail king or something you know instead I think they're basically saying that like, he shouldn't be in jail and like the next bit of him like trying to get it's like making a murderer did you ever watch that uh, I didn't know but I've heard things about it yeah <laughs> That's uh, that's that's something that everybody kind of watches and then thinks they're a criminal law expert and <laughs> and feel like they have every right to stand up for people and, mm. and <laughs> yeah like that yeah just become an expert. But that's the thing you you watch these things and like it's like you become an expert. Mm. I always say change the subject completely. When I uh, I love the Olympics, I love watching the Olympics, mm. and uh, and I always become an expert in gymnastics. Mm-hmm. Like if you know me, I've never done gymnastics in my life. <laughs> Not my thing. But when the Olympics comes around, I'll be like, oh, she'll be pleased with that. Oh, she'll be disappointed <laughs> with that. That's like, oh, she do. <laughs> Lovely dismount. <laughs> I, like you said about making a murderer, it always just reminds me about. Uh, What's it like? Shows like Crime Watch and things like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I love I love watching the dramatizations. Like it's just you sitting there go like, oh wow, this shit actually happened. And like <laughs> I remember yeah, there's yeah. a story once about like um, <laughs> the actor in it. <laughs> like loads of people called up afterwards and said, yeah, I know that guy. And then they called up and said it was the actor. <laughs> Just they recognised through the actor was it like about fifty people called up and poor bloke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I bet the yeah, I bet that has happened. You know, mm. like there's was, was a few like you know when you, when you've got like you know either is it Sky Crime and like the CI Channel, 
Like my parents, as soon as they got that CI channel, no word of a lie, you can ask Nick constantly. You'd come home like, and there she was with the uh, the knife, and uh, the knife was covered in blood, and you know, like going. <laughs> it's oh, murder porn, isn't yeah, it? It's exactly. what people call it. South Park, yeah, <laughs> informative murder porn. Um, Bit of murder porn. I I do love it though. I love I love true crime. Hmm. I love uh, and yeah the 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 interviews. I love the the dramatizations. I love all of the different things. And the um, there was that one Des recently. Have you seen that? Um, I've seen it advertised with uh, David Tennant. Yeah, oh, he's an amazing actor, but. Hmm. It's just yeah, <laughs> when you when you hear like you know you br- roughly know about these the like the the stories of it, but then yeah, watching the dramatizations of it, it's like that Hill Farm murders with um that was just down like in it was that was in Essex, wasn't yeah. it? And uh, and watching that on TV and everything, I just I, I love it, I love it. <laughs> right, um, talk talking about like Callum again and. Uh... Well, mate, you know, uh, on the last episode that was uh, up on Sunday, last, uh, you know, just then, um, we had uh, my mate Wilkie on, and once we went over to Wilkie's house, we are playing Guess Who, but, you know, instead of, like, you know, Guess Who, where, like, the board game, you had, like, the uh, post-it notes on your head, and, uh, like, you know, we basically gave them to, like, each other, and you had to guess who it was. Poor Callum sitting there with Fred West on his head. I'm sitting there going, <laughs> I don't even know who Fred West is either. So me and him are both there, like, I'm looking, he goes, like, do I know who it is? I'm like... <laughs> and then like nope. it comes to it and then like one of like uh, Wilkie's mates like he goes like just take it off your head and he goes who's Fred West went, how do you not know who Fred West is he's got the best story where he tells his kids oi watch out because you'll be next under the patio like your sister you know like wow it's, it's crazy isn't yeah. it I went to uh, I went to Egypt with a friend like like after after school like you know when everyone kind of goes to like Ibiza mm. or you know Greece or whatever they they finish school and they go partying like I did I did the partying bit as well but I went to Egypt I did that very kind of yeah I'm going to Egypt and uh, <laughs> and uh, like you know I remember being like there you know when people take like some light reading on holiday or whatever yeah. and uh, I took Fred and Rose West <laughs> reading about the psyche of Fred and Rose West loved it sitting on the beach <laughs> reading about under the patio <laughs> I'm laughing it's not funny but it's yeah not, just of all the things you can take on holiday why exactly, look on Fred yeah. and Rose West you know give you bloody nightmares you know exactly the most relaxing of reading material <laughs> See, you were lucky my parents basically told told me and my brother nick like as soon as you you know turn 16 you get a job or you're kicked out of the house and we were like oh fuck <laughs> like, <laughs> you know we're fret, like fretting for life so we both ended up working in summerfields which was fun but <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah. um <laughs> where do we go from here i've just got friend bloody road <laughs> we could end, end on fred and rose west <laughs> Oh man! So I remember. We'll change the subject. We'll try to get on something more positive. I remember the time <laughs> uh, you and Craig Mariner from the Swan uh, did a gig down the in Herringate, oh, yeah. that pub there. Green Man, wasn't it? Yeah, That's yeah. The one, yeah. Ended up coming along, and uh, basically Mike just came up to me like, "Oh, thanks for coming along today. That's like, oh, fine. Yeah, <laughs> and Emily's playing, so why not? Yeah, you know, no, it's cool. Yeah, I, I, those kind of gigs are really nice because it's. It's like your friends all come and support you, and everything. Mm. Like you must feel the same when you when we all we all descend down on your uh, on your sets. Mm. But it's just it's nice. It's nice having the support, isn't it? Yeah. And like yeah, Craig. Craig is amazing. Like I want to hear more of him. 
He's a. Uh, I, I'm, from what I hear, he's settling down and got a lovely family now. He does, yeah. I don't know if he even finds time to play, but <laughs> but he should. I, like for everybody, I think everybody should find the time to do a little bit of what they love, shouldn't mm. they? <laughs> it always blew my mind the fact that you know um, he'd be like working on an open mic night in the swamp, and he'd never get up and play a song or anything like that because yeah. he was like yeah. so talented. But then again, he's probably thinking, I don't really want to mix work with you know pleasure or whatever, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he should. He should. Mm. <laughs> Do you have any more like memorable gigs on your <laughs> on your brain? Um, they're all memorable for some reason. When you when you start to do, do you know what? It's more like when I go to gigs. Mm. Um, like I do. You know what? One of my favorite one of my favorite gigs that I've been to. Well, there's two that come to mind. Yeah that I've gone to see you at mm-hmm. and uh, one of them was the one at the retailery where you just said and the, yeah. the the guy was up there as well and we did that duet yeah. but also I remember because I, I do a lot of work with SNAP Special Needs and Parents yeah. um, charity in Brentwood and uh, and we do this thing it's really it's really close to my heart it's a it's called Sibs Week we basically take brothers and sisters of children with additional needs um, and just kind of spoil them for a, for a week so do lots and lots of activities and and just have lots and lots of fun yeah. and uh, and you were very very kind we were having a festival theme day so we had like a, a music tent and a, a cocktail tent obviously mocktails rather than cocktails <laughs> but uh, and like the inflatables were all there and like all games and stuff and yeah you came down and did a set for us didn't you yeah yeah for all the kids i just thought that was so cool like they really loved it sitting on the hay bales like that for me is is just like it's just you know have all the big gigs and all the famous pop stars and rock bands and everything that you go and see but that for me was just it was just a moment in time that was just brilliant mm. so i'll thank you again now i think i thanked you at the time but... <laughs> you did yeah <laughs> it, it, it was funny because i literally uh, i was at work and it was my lunch break and i told you i'll be on lunch at this time uh, I ran home, grabbed my guitar, ran up the hill, <laughs> played the set, ran back home, dropped my guitar off, made a sandwich, went back to work. <laughs> oh, Literally, uh, a gig in your lunch break. <laughs> like doing double work, you know. <laughs> oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant. One, one of the funniest like, things about that, them kids. God, they were so, you know, they. <laughs> yeah, literally, I'm getting up. What song does everyone want? And they're shouting out all the songs I don't know. <laughs> I'm like. Thank God your kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the way, isn't it? Yeah. The other thing is when you ask people what, what what's your favourite song or what do you want what do you want me to play, and they just kind of go, and they like forget every song. I do it myself. Yeah. Forget every song that <laughs> you've ever known and loved. It's like I actually can't think of a song right now. <laughs> it, it reminds me of like the modern day version of uh, when you saw like you know um, girls in like metal shirts. You know, they, they apparently they were fashionable. So you go, "What's your favourite song by Metallica?" And just sit them and go like, uh... <laughs> go, "Cool, see you later." <laughs> You're right. It's like Primark or like I'm sure, not sure other shops are mm. available, but the uh, like they have like the Ramones or like Morrissey, mm. and it's like, "Oh, so what's your favourite song?" And they're like, mm, "It's just a T-shirt." Ah, like, <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> You kind of feel a bit bad. Like the funniest is when when they when they go and actually tell you like the bloody whole back catalogue. Well, now I look stupid. You know. 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so you're you you like you've got such an eclectic mix of uh, of music that you like. Like mm. you've I'm interviewing you now. Like you said like Wheatus and Blink, mm. but like you're a big fan of Belinda Carlisle, aren't you? I, I know her. you're yeah. hoping to get her on the show. That would yeah. be amazing. <laughs> She hasn't responded yet, so I'm quite heartbroken at the moment. But, you know, uh, tomorrow I'm getting a haircut. Hopefully that will, you know, change her mind. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe if people listen all the way to the end of this, I'm not sure they will, but if they they listen all the way, then let's get Belinda Carlisle on the show. You'll be surprised. I've got a fan base of probably about six people. So, you know, that's uh, a... I'm one of them, so add that. Seven. (laughs) (laughs) My dad doesn't even listen to the bloody show. He's a letdown. Oh, well, tell him he's mentioned in this one. That part, well, actually, he gets you know he gets impersonated quite a few times in this one, but yeah, <laughs> uh, I asked him, well, "Have you listened to the episode yet?" He's like, "No." I'm like, but I thought you liked <laughs> Sam Wilkins and Callum. <laughs> you know, like, so I'm just saying, like, no, my dad doesn't even like the bloody show. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. I'm probably oh. going to like you know download him like Spotify on his uh on uh on his ipad or something and just basically go like look put your headphones in and listen to this you know have a... listen to this it's cracking yeah <laughs> i need the more i need more viewers <laughs> so uh, i'm gonna start boosting the posts anyway and, like hopefully that you know from a business perspective that all that might you know work out well absolutely <laughs> you need to get yourself some sponsors that's what mm. you need to do like what's your uh, what's your fate oh you like iron brew don't you you should get yeah, iron brew on board oh that'll be the dream you know uh, Matt Adam Hammond, story time, sponsored by Iron Brew. A crate of Iron Brew gets delivered to your door. <laughs> you probably can't say this. You spon- yeah, I reckon discussions could happen. Mm. Let's, let's, let's make it happen. Who knows? If I can get over 50 people who like the show, then maybe. You know? <laughs> there you go. I've got like over 200 like you know Facebook likes so far, so I'm, I'm all right. But the fact of the matter is, I doubt all them people have ever listened to any, any of the episodes. So... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You know, we'll I like it. I like personally doing this because you know you get to you know uh, you know hear some wonderful stories and it's been great so far. So I oh, won't change yeah, it for the world. Really it's been great <laughs> in your very safe hands. <laughs> <laughs> like I always say, like you know, before all the shows and everything like that, go like, look, if you want to stop at any point, you know, or anything like, I always give the heads up, you know. And, uh, I've uh, come to the part where before I do a meeting, you know, I send out things saying, look, we can talk about this, 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 and this. So, you know, you, you're already ready for the show, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's been cool. Mm. It's been really good. Thank you very much <laughs> for coming on. Thank you. Thanks for having no me, worries. man. Is there anything you'd like to plug on this show before you go? Um, What do I want to plug? Um, no, do you know what? Just a bit of love, a bit of kindness, and a bit of music. That's all you need in life. It's... Oh, that's really cringy, isn't it? <laughs> it's all right. It is true, though. It is true, though. Yeah, <laughs> just got to be a bit, 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 bit of patience, bit of kindness to each other, and a bit of music. <laughs> <laughs> then, then just remember, this podcast is dedicated in memorial of Jerome Boger. <laughs> yes, to Jerome, to Jerome. <laughs> May he we, live in peace. We've Facebook group, so look us up, look us up. <laughs> You'll see some mad beds. Type in the Jerome Boger Memorial Cup or League. <laughs> yes. Uh, one day, Matt, you'll be with us. <laughs> Just a one-off bet, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, next time you do a bet, can you can you make them lose? And when they lose, say you have to be on Hasland's podcast. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that'll be it. That'll be I it. I don't really know if that's a punishment or not. It might be to them, but... 
<laughs> yeah, that's not punishment, is it? But that's what I mean. Like, mm. you know, this year we're going a bit kinder to each other, so uh, so it'll be a good experience. <laughs> Well, Emily, I'll let you go. Thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Matt. No worries. Thank you. You have a good day. And uh, just always remember, I'm Matthew Haslam Hammond. Ooh, baby, do you know what that's worth? Ooh, heaven is a place on earth. Thank you and goodbye.